Chapter 21 Something to do with the future. The gospel of Jesus Christ deals with all of life. If you receive Jesus Christ, you will have that faith that will operate upon your whole existence throughout time and eternity. If you are saved while you are still young, you will find the Christian religion to be a great preventative of sin. What a blessing it is not to have been daubed with the slime of Sodom, never to have had our bones broken by actual degeneracy. Many who have been saved from a life of crime will nevertheless be spiritual invalids for life. To be rescued out of the vortex of vice is cause for great gratitude, but to have been kept out of it is better. It is doubly well if the grace of God comes upon us while we are still unstained by the pollution of the world, James 1, 27, and have not gone into excess of riot, 1 Peter 4, 4. Before corrupt habits have undermined our character and self-indulgence has degraded the mind, it is above all things well to have the heart renewed. Prevention is better than cure, and grace gives both. Thank God that you are still young, and pray earnestly that you may now receive grace to cleanse your way by taking heed thereto, according to His Word. Psalm 119, 9. Grace will act as a preservative as well as a preventative. The good thing that God will put in you will keep you. I thank God that I don't have to preach a temporary salvation. That which charmed me about the gospel when I was a boy was its power to preserve from sinning. I saw some of my school companions, who were a little older than myself and had been highly commended for their character, become sad offenders when they left home. I used to hear sad stories of their evil actions after they had gone to London to be apprenticed or to take positions in large establishments. I reasoned thus with myself. When I leave my father's house, I will be tempted too, and I have the same heart that they have. Indeed, I have not been even as good as they have been. It is likely, therefore, that I will plunge into sin as they have done. I felt horrified with that. I couldn't bear the thought that I would cause my mother to shed tears over a degenerate son, or that I would break my father's heart with immorality and overindulgence. I could not endure that thought. And when I heard that whosoever believed in the Lord Jesus Christ would be saved, I understood that he would be saved from sinning, and I laid hold upon Jesus to preserve me from sin, and he has done it. I committed my character to Christ, and he has preserved me to this day, and I believe he will not let me go. I recommend to you, young men, a character insurance in the form of believing in Jesus Christ. Dear young woman, May that modest cheek of yours never need to blush for any deeds that would bring you shame. May your delicate purity of feeling never be lost through impure, defiling sin. Remember, though, that it may be so unless the Lord keeps you. I commend to you the blessed preserving power of faith in Jesus Christ, which will secure for you the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and abide in you and sanctify you all your days. I know I speak to some who shudder at the thought of depravity and immorality. As trained as you have been by Christian parents and under the holiest influences, you would rather die than act as some who disgrace their father's name. I know you would. However, you must not trust your own hearts. 
You may still become as bad as others, or worse than they are, unless your natures are renewed, and only Jesus Christ can do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Whosoever believes in Him has passed from death unto life. John 5.24. He will not live in sin, but he will be preserved in holiness even to the end. You have not fully entered into the battle of life yet. You have your way to make, your professions and trades to choose. You young women are still under the parental wing. You have domestic relationships yet to form. Consider how well prepared you will be for life's work and service if you give your hearts to Jesus. Young man, you will be the right man to enter a large business, and with the grace of God in your heart you will be a blessing there. Although surrounded by her snares in this wicked city, the strange woman will hunt in vain for your precious life. Other vices will be unable to pollute you. Young woman, you will have wisdom to choose for your life's companion no mere vain man and fool, but one who loves the Lord as you will do, with whom you may hope to spend happy and holy days. You will have placed within yourself resources of joy and pleasure that will never fail. There will be a well of living water within you that will supply you with joy and comfort and consolation even amid trial and distress. You will be prepared for whatever is to come. A young Christian is qualified to be made an emperor or a servant, if God should call him to either post. If you want the best material for a model prince or a model peasant, you will find it in the child of God. Only notice that the man who is a child of God is less likely to sink into utter destitution because he will be saved from the vices of extravagance and idleness, which are the frequent causes of poverty. On the other hand, he is probably less likely to become a prince, for seldom has God lifted his own children to places so perilous. You will be ready, young man, for any future if your heart is right with God. When I think about you and about what the Lord may make of you, I feel an intense respect as well as love for you. I hope none of us will be lacking in respect to old age. It is honorable, and it is to be esteemed and reverenced, but I also feel frequently inclined to show respect to youth. When a well-known teacher entered his schoolroom, he always took off his hat to his boys, because, as he said, he didn't know which of them might yet turn out to be a poet, a bishop, a lord chancellor, or a prime minister. When I look at young men and women, I feel much the same, for I don't know what they will become. I may be addressing a David Livingstone or a Robert Moffat. I may be speaking to a John Howard or a William Wilberforce. I may be addressing an Anne Judson or an Elizabeth Fry. I may be speaking to some whom God will kindle into great lights to bless the sons of men for many days, and afterward to shine as the stars forever and ever. Daniel 12.3. However, you cannot shine if you are not lighted. You cannot bless God and bless the sons of men unless God first blesses you. Unregenerate, you are useless. Born again, you will be born for usefulness. While you are unconverted, though, your usefulness is being lost. I will not insinuate that I expect everyone to become famous. It is not even desirable. But I do know that everyone whose heart will be given to Jesus will be so useful and so necessary to the church and to the world 
that this world without them would lack one who would benefit mankind, and heaven's company would be incomplete unless they joined its ranks. That's enough about this life, but now let me remind you, dear young friends, that if your hearts are given to Christ, you don't need to fear about the end of life. You may look forward to it with hope. It will come. Thank God it will come. Have you never wished that you could ride to heaven in a chariot of fire like Elijah, 2 Kings 2, 11? I did once, until I considered that if a chariot of fire would come for me, I would be more afraid to get into it than to lie down and die upon my bed. Of the two options, one might prefer to die, for to die in the Lord is to be made like our glorious head. I see no joy in the hope of escaping death. Jesus died, and so let me die. On his dear face the seal of death was set. So let it also be on mine, so that I may talk of resurrection as those cannot who will be changed at his coming. You don't need to be afraid to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Philippians 1.23. Young people, whether you die in youth or in old age, if you are resting in Jesus, you will sit upon the banks of Jordan singing, Never mind the river. The parting song will be sweet, but oh, the glory, oh, the glory! I won't try to describe it. Who can? The judgment will come, but you will not tremble at it. You will stand on the right hand, for who can condemn those for whom Christ has died? The burning of the globe will come. The elements shall melt with fervent heat. 2 Peter 3, 10, 12. But you will not fear, for you will be caught up together with the Lord, and so you will be forever with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. Hell will swallow up the unjust, and they will go down alive into the pit. But you will not tremble for that, for you are redeemed by the precious blood. The millennial glory, whatever that may be, the reign with Christ, the triumph over death and hell, the giving up of the kingdom to God, even the Father, when God shall be all in all, and eternity with all its infinite glory. These will all be yours. If you had to go through hell to reach this glory, it would be worth the cost. But you don't have to do any such thing. You only have to believe in Jesus, and even faith is the Lord's own gracious gift. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. Isaiah 45, 22. This is the Gospel.